much for being able to do this. Um, this is Real Husbands of Riverview. I got my two co-hosts with me, um, Vince Riggs and Andre Campbell. Andre also went to Bethune. Yeah, I remember Andre. How are you? Hey, okay. I'm good. How are y'all? Really good. Thank Fantastic, you. Fantastic, brother. Um, again, um, thank you guys so much. Um, this is basically a show that just talks about different lifestyles, um, parenting, marriage, success, careers, and just all of the above. So um, I really admire the both of you for what you stand for, knowing you both personally and watching you grow. I mean, I got to Bethune in 05 and it's 2020 now. So that's 15 years of just watching you both just grow as two individual people to this power couple. And um, if you guys don't mind just, you know, talking about meeting each other, who approached you, you know, how life has been working so far for you guys. And, and yeah. where, do we, where do we find the application for Power Couple? Because I want to apply too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? So here's the thing. Um, the How we met is always so foggy because my, <laughs> my story is so totally different from my husband's story. So I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to allow him to kind of um, tell you guys a little bit about how we how we met. But I'll start the story off, babe. How about that? And then you can. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, we met at um, Bethune Cookman and what? What was that? Oh five. No, it was 05. Hell, hell Wildcats. Hell Wildcats, that's hell. right. <laughs> what was that? That was 06. Yeah, 06. 06. Uh, yeah, so we met, I think it was 06. Yeah, that's when we started dating. Uh, in biology class. I can't remember our biology teacher name. Does anybody remember the biology teacher? Uh, Dr. Ms. Sheffield, Ward. the guy? No, I think it was Miss Ward or Doc, was it Dr. Ms. Ward? Miss Ward? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I think Miss Ward. So we met in her class, and I remember Justin walked in. And um, the tables were set up. It was like the um, the experimental, like the blacktop tables where it was like two people per table. Yeah. So I was yep. sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sitting there by myself. He came in and he sat down beside me and he said something like, you're really pretty. You should be a model. And I was actually, Woo-hoo-hoo. I was. I was actually kind of rude to him a little bit Um, so I kind of just brushed it off and I was like oh yeah okay thanks and I think um, that's when you know Facebook was like really new and it was just for college kids so I think I went on Facebook and I found him on Facebook and he had posted something and I kind of reached out to him um, and it really is really history from there. I reached out to him and we kind of started a conversation um, through Facebook messaging and then exchange numbers. He actually came over that night and we literally talked for like six hours straight. And wow. I felt like at the, I think that was the moment where I was like, OK, I think this is the one as cliche and corny as that sounds. I promise. I think I was like, I think this is the one. And then as Justin and I talked throughout the years, he also felt that same way. Um, so that's that's pretty much our story about how we met. Do you want to add anything, babe? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time he's ever been like, okay, that's it. But yeah, that's pretty much how we Smart. met, and we've um we've Smart been together man. for fourteen years. That is incredible, guys. Um, again, like I said, I'm inspired by watching you both grow. And um, if you don't mind, like introduce yourselves. This is 
Erica Perry and Justin Perry. Um, Erica, tell a little bit about the Stork Bag and your YouTube page. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I started the Stork Bag uh, six years ago, 2014. Um, we were actually in Chicago at the time. That's where Justin's from. And um, my best friend was actually still here in Florida and she was pregnant for the first time. And I have three little boys. So I had already had my um, my youngest son and she called me and she's like, Erica, you did not tell me this is how pregnancy is. This is rough. I don't know how you <laughs> He's like, how did you do it three times? Oh my goodness. So I'm like, you know what? Let me send you a care package. Um, and I remember going online and I couldn't find anything like that. And I typed in like care packages for pregnant women. There was nothing out there. And I was like, wait, they don't have care packages for pregnant women? So this was really around the time that it was like the big subscription box boom. Um, okay, and I mm -hmm. figured, you know, I remember taking it to Justin and I was like, I think that I should come out with something like a subscription box for pregnant women because there's nothing out there like it. And right away, Justin was like, that is a brilliant idea. Do it, babe. So I was like, OK. So I ended up getting just like I went to like Babies R Us and stuff and got like one of those reusable bags from Ross, put some stuff in there, sent it to her. Um, and she loved it. She loved it. She was crying. She was like, oh my gosh, it's the nicest thing anybody ever did. I never get anything for myself because that whole time she hadn't got anything for herself. It was just really for baby. Yeah. Um, so I did. And it can be scary for first yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It could be very scary. And so um, that's really pretty much how I started. And from there, I kind of set a goal and I said, um, you know, if I can sell 100 stork bags within that first year, then I have something. I'll take this serious. Um, and I end up selling that 100 stork bags within like three months. And this was like organic marketing. And this is really before Instagram was Instagram, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was um, it was one of those things where I was like, OK, I think I have something here. And from there, I just kind of, you know, really pushed down on the gas. And I was I took a lot of risk. Um, there's been a lot of challenges, but for the most part, we've, we've, um, we've been pretty successful. Um, but the new, the new YouTube channel, my new YouTube channel is Minding Business. Uh, just started it three weeks ago. I'm really excited about that because I love talking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so my husband's kind of trying to help me out with that a little bit because we know he's like the YouTube guru. So Yeah, and that's what I'm going to yeah. get to next. You are creators. Um You've been doing your thing. I've been following you on Instagram. And again, like I said, I've known you guys for such a long time. How did you get into motivational speaking and, you know, just helping others? Justin? Well, OK, so my story starts maybe maybe eight years ago. And I started to study the laws of success. You know, I was mm -hmm. always fascinated with with, you know, how certain people can be successful while others just, you know, they stay like exactly where they are. So um, from from years and years of just study, trial and error, um, something within me, you know, I wanted to share this information with the world. And that's when I started You Are Creators. You know, um, mm -hmm. the goal, is to just inform people of who they are and what they can actually do but the laws of success you know i mean there is a, a formula a law for for success that works for every single person so um 
yeah you know that's how I formed you are creative I mean that's dope man like the one thing I think a lot of people especially around our age group they have billion dollar ideas but it comes down to confidence and execution how did you both overcome um, not just saying what you're going to do but actually putting it to use writing your goals down and taking those goals and put them into action like what was that process like yeah you know what i think um one of the things that i tell because i do consulting too for small business owners and just like you you said um, most of the people who come to me have excellent ideas but i think it's one of those things where it's like either they know what to do to start and they're just not confident or they don't know they have no idea what to do and so one of the things that I say is so needed for an entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur, is a support system. Because during those times where you're feeling, you know, discouraged or where you're feeling um, like you don't have as much confidence that you need really to be an entrepreneur, if you have someone right there telling you like, you can do this, like someone that you know believes in you and that's pushing you more than sometimes you may even believe in yourself, then I think that's super, super impactful uh, for a successful entrepreneurial journey. And so, um, you know, one of the things I would say, just like Justin said, I think people just have to be reminded of how powerful they are. And that's why I think, you know, a platform like You Are Creators is so important, I think. Um, you know, uh, a platform like Minding Business, what I started, uh, just simple, practical tools and tips on how to get started. And then the spiritual aspect, like you are creators, um, talks about, you know, really tapping into who you are, um, why you were put here and really walking in that purpose and not looking back and not even taking, you know, taking those negative thoughts and really countering those with positive thoughts. Right. So indeed, my method is scared money don't make money. Okay? I love it. 100 percent. Period. <laughs> so you might be apprehensive on, you know, taking action on your goals. But if you won't walk towards what you want, if you won't take action on what you want, you simply won't have it. You just won't. Nobody has it all together. Nobody knows how things are going to turn out. Your job is to know that it will turn out. You know, um, so many people try to figure out the how, right? No, 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 no. Your goal, your, your purpose should be to know what you want, to clearly know what mm -hmm. you want. Be, be crystal, crystal clear. Okay, and from there, the universe, God or source, whatever you want to call it, sends you the right people, the right, you know, situations, and and somehow, some way, you will have your vision. But mm -hmm. you must walk towards what you want blindly. Blind faith is always necessary, and then somehow, mm -hmm. some way, everything turns out. How do you get people to overcome that doubt? Like, how do you get people to go from idea to putting it in motion? Because a lot of people think their situation has to be perfect in order to make that first step. 
how do you get people to understand that it doesn't have to be as great as you think it needs to be to start? Right. So action kills fear. Small actions kill fear. Yep. Daily strokes. Yes. Of Baby steps still move you forward. You know what I'm saying? Like they just do. So um, being nervous, being, you know, scared to take the first step that's natural but you must take it anyway mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and um yeah i mean action kills fear it just does every single time indeed indeed um this is andre chiming in mike i have a question for justin so it sounds like your philosophy is ev- everyone can be successful am i correct my philosophy is you can be do or have whatever you want on planet earth i don't care what it is mm-hmm. okay that makes sense because i know we um well maybe we probably all heard that um what's the guy's name dame dash his um did you have everyone heard his interview with the, um the breakfast club it was one like a yeah. couple yeah. years yeah. ago, not the most recent mm-hmm. one, where him and DJ Envy were kind of going back and forth about like being a boss or being successful. Yeah. And everyone has that opportunity. But then the argument in between it was, well, you know, some people have to lose for there to be winners kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But so I didn't know if that's like the, the philosophy that you kind of had, but it makes more sense now. It's not necessarily monetary value it's just what your goal is walk towards Mm -hmm. it and then the energy from there will help you get there so it doesn't necessarily have to be hey i have to be a millionaire doesn't mean i have to own seven businesses but what is my goal i need to walk towards it right so so listen andre here's a secret okay and this secret i'm telling you it would change your life but it's so simple that you have to grasp it okay The secret is you will become and attract what you think about and feel most often. Okay. This isn't BS. I know this sounds really, really crazy to a lot of people. It's absolutely true. There is a dynamic power in thoughts and emotions. There is a universal principle that states like energy attracts like energy meaning happy attracts more happy sad attracts more sad the energy that that you put out comes back to you multiplied you must reap what you what so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these are universal principles but this not only applies to your actions no to your actions to your words to your thoughts, your thoughts, to your feelings. You are a human magnet, always attracting things to you, good or bad. You choose. What energy are you broadcasting? Notice when you're ha- okay, okay. Notice when you wake up like on the wrong side of the bed, feeling really, really negative. Your whole day goes according to the negativity. Mm-hmm. You will attract people. In situations that matches, that vibrates with that negative, low vibrational energy. That's how it works. 
but what if you put out the energy of success and wealth even before you have it oh man bro you will i'm telling you you will draw to you the people and the circumstances to that matches that vibration that you're putting out and it's the absolute truth like this is my secret listen this is my secret for success okay because every morning every day you know i'm constantly monitoring what i am putting out based on how i feel mm-hmm. you know if i feel negative then i'm attracted negative but if i feel rich and prosperous and abundant 10 times out of 10 i will attract something in my day that matches that high vibrational energy that's my philosophy okay that's kind of like one of my favorite quotes by aristotle you are what you repeatedly do so therefore success is an act and when you constantly do things and you build on that you attract the things that you're aspiring and um that definitely goes hand in hand i want to transition a little bit from the actual business aspect and just you two as a couple um i got a few questions um i hope you don't mind me asking um i know that you guys are parents of three young men and you know how has being a parent helped you in your careers um and also in your personal lives as becoming because you guys are still young like you're our age Mm -hmm. And you have three young boys that are like almost 10, right? Yeah, well, we have we have one that'll be a teenager in a few months. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. He's He towers over me, too. He's already taller than me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do. We have one that's turning 10 uh, and then one that's going to be turning eight. So yeah, we have, um, yeah. So they, they watched you guys go yeah. grow up and mm-hmm. become the people you are now. So how was that process? Um, yeah, so... You know, I think being a parent really just changes everything. It literally, it changes (laughs) everything. And I'm talking from the smallest aspects of our lives to, you know, the major aspects. So when we talk about our career, our career choices, um, for me, being a parent meant that now I have these little humans that are not only just <laughs> listening to what I say, but they are watching what I do. And what I'm doing is going to impact them and really going to drive them into what they're going to do. And so I think, you know, as parents, um, especially as driven parents who are entrepreneurs, for us, it's so important and it's always been really important. But as we, you know, we, we um, become more successful and we, we acquire more material things, you know, kids, especially in this generation, you know, they have shiny stuff and they want to show it off. But for us, it was really important, you know, with us having boys that not only did we show them like you can get this stuff and you can buy all these things, but we showed them that work was involved. We showed them that faith was involved. We showed them that cohesiveness was involved, you know, between mommy and daddy. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different things that you start to be really conscious about uh, when you're a parent. And that's for Justin and I both is kind of 
um, it's a day by day thing because we have to make sure, you know, when we're working, you know, we're unplugging when we need to unplug so we can spend time with the kids. But when we have, you know, we, you know, we purchase a, a, a large house, right? And so the boys are like, oh, we got, mm-hmm. you know, we have this and we have that. And you can, you know, they talk. We got money. Right, money. right, right. <laughs> but we have to remind them that we, we have money, money. Mommy and daddy, you live here. <laughs> You have to work, you know, we have to remind them because the thing is, if we don't remind them as they're as they get older, they're going to think there's going to be the sense of entitlement. And that's the last thing that we want our boys to have, our young men to have. You don't want them to have that sense of entitlement. So there's so many different things. I know for me, um, building a business and building a viable business so that my kids could have something for them so that they could pass it down, you know? And if they get older and they want to take over, if they, you know, they have children, I wanted to have something that I could give my kids. And I know Justin, I'll let him speak, but I know he felt, he feels the same way. So, uh, babe, you want to add anything to it? Everything she just said. (laughs) (laughs) Such a husband. (laughs) Awesome, awesome, awesome. And this one, this one is for you, Erica. I know that you do have three young men. So how important is it to have a spouse or a partner that is well-rounded as Justin and that's successful in his own right and someone that your kids can, you know, look up to and be like, it started in my home with my dad, Mm -hmm. watching him do X, Y, Z. Like, how much pride do you have knowing that you have a partner that can match your success and your drive? I, well, you know what? The the pride is is through the roof. You know, I as I see my kids, <laughs> as I see them get older, especially our oldest son, Junior. Um, you know, he's becoming a teenager, and so you can really see the personality and you can really he's in middle school now. And he talks about certain things and his daddy, you know, my kids, they're mama's boys that, you know, they love to do things with mommy. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, if they had to pick, they're going to probably be like, oh, we want to do this with daddy, you know, because it's dad. Mm-hmm. And so for me, yeah. um, you know, Justin's such a great father. And the great thing about what Justin and I do and how we do it is that it balances out because it's two totally different ways. You know, anybody that knows us, anyone that's ever seen us parent, really anybody that just knows us in this relationship knows that it's two totally different people. You know, we think differently, we parent differently, but it works. It comes together and it works. And so having my sons be able to look up to their father and not only that, but take so much wisdom from their dad and, and the wisdom comes in every in every format from, you know, teaching them how to be men, teaching them how to go out and come back in, you know, teaching them what to say, what not to say, how to treat women and all of those different things, especially, especially, you know, for their generation and in, in, in our society, how it is now and how we're moving forward is it's just so important. Indeed, indeed. And I don't want to get, you know, too deep, but you know, with raising three young black men, like, especially a teenager, like, 
what concerns or how do you warn him about certain dangers that he may one day face? Like, is that a conversation you guys had with him yet? Or how, how does that, you know, how do you prepare for those situations? Yeah, you know what? Um, so the way that we kind of explain to really all the boys, we talk to them about this, of course, is different conversations because it's different age groups. But um, we kind of just teach them what to do. You know, instead of teaching mm -hmm. them this could possibly happen, because see what happens is if you start to teach children, you start to show children, oh, this happened to this person and this could possibly and this person looks like you, then what will happen if that build that builds fear, that builds fear. And the last exactly. thing that we want them to do is go out of our house and be scared and fearful, because I feel mm -hmm. like and Justin feels the same way. If you go out fearing something, then it's likely that you may attract that something. You know, so for us, we kind of try to teach them what you do in certain situations, how you handle certain exactly. situations um, and, and really showing them all of the successful people that look like them. All, you know, how 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 people who look like them are living these full, you know, robust and great lives instead of showing them, oh, this happened because he was he was black. You know, he was a black male or this happened to him because of this. Mm. Of course, we're explaining mm -hmm. that to them, but in a different way. Way. Instead of, you know, this cause yeah. and effect in a negative way, it's more of a this, you know, cause and effect in a way as teaching them, showing them, using it as a tool, showing them what you do say, what you do in certain situations. And so, um, you know, it, it is it's a tough conversation, but it's one of those things where Justin and I actually had to sit down together and be like, OK, you know, this is we're going to teach our boys this. And, you know, if you know, this is how you talk to police officers. This is just how you talk to people. This is how you carry yourself. And, and really just showing them examples of, of men who, who do this and men who, are, who have done this and men who are successful in doing this. That's an Indeed. awesome Indeed. approach because subconsciously, I'm, my parents didn't do that great of a job, but what, what I saw growing up, kind of like what you said, was if I saw women in black women in leadership roles, so it became a norm to me. So mm -hmm. when I became an adult, it was never like, oh, Michelle Obama, that's that's something different. Oh, a woman is running for president, that's something different. Like when I was growing up, I always saw black women in leadership roles, so mm -hmm. I didn't have to adjust to it. Uh, my pastor was a black woman. My principal was a black woman. The politicians, I grew up in uh, New York, so like in the 90s, there were you know pioneer black women and black yeah. males so it, it didn't become uh i had to grow up and watch bet to find out oh right. martin luther king and okay like you you knew yeah. growing up and you you grew up with it uh one mm -hmm. of the things that i'm taking from this conversation that could be a great approach is just like you said not teaching them to fear uh just teaching them to do right and just operate in doing the right action as opposed to this could happen that may happen because that's mm -hmm. going to turn into you walking out the house worrying about what may or may not happen and you may very well just like you said attract that you know i'm afraid i have a car accident i'm afraid if i right. get pulled over I, I, I believe that right. almost all of us well maybe maybe it's just me have a little minor accident as a little high school kid and the first thing you think is i'm gonna go to jail because i had a car accident i had a minor accident in like 11th grade and the first thing i wanted to do was just take off <laughs> like yeah. which makes no sense now as an adult <laughs> but i just lived in fear thinking my dad is gonna kill me and the police are gonna mm -hmm. arrest me which is mm -hmm. obviously not the case but yeah i take a lot from that conversation because it is true you know yeah speed walking in fear is gonna attract whatever you're fearing 
absolutely 100 percent. and uh, my next question for the both of you is what inspires you like people sometimes reach a certain point where they think they can just post or things are just okay um how do you guys stay hungry and continue to be inspired and continue to grind um so i mean i don't believe that being satisfied is actually a good thing now being grateful is different for me i'm never satisfied Mm -hmm. because i believe that the human spirit we are built to just get better get faster get stronger you know i mean if we were satisfied you know i mean we would never have airplanes or you know um vehicles on the road you know so for me i don't know what it is but there is a constant hunger to live out my full potential um so i mean that's that's how i kind of see the world you know what i mean okay yeah 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 so here's the thing justin and i have been broke like broke 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 before right um so y'all are here right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we we've been we've been so broke and we and it was not fun and so all of what we have right now is completely self-made you know what i mean so having mm-hmm. that feeling you know of oh this is how we lived before I remember both of us telling each other, we're never going back to that. So if anything, if anything makes me hungrier, it is definitely how we felt years ago when we were broke. Um, And so that just, that drives us to want to do more because not only now we have more people in our family that we have to support, you know? So it's like, okay, we have to make sure that not only are we doing this and, and, and we're working hard toward um, just reaching goals because the goals they increase every year and they're going to change throughout the year sometimes too but it's like okay we're never going back to that point we're never going back to that period in time it was stressful it was not fun and we're never going to do it again so we, we're going to keep on working you know um, and, and that really that's that really that's what drives me that's one of the things with, with that drives me of course um, really looking at my boys as they get older um And the service aspect of it, you know, I have a lot of, it's mostly women um, who kind of come up to me and and talk to me at events or, you know, DMs or messages and stuff like that. And just tell me how much they can get inspiration out of what I do. And for me, that's, that's what matters. You know, if I can just help one entrepreneur, that's what matters. So all of those things and, and what Justin said as well. Indeed. And, you know, I, I, I'm married and I have a daughter and I have a son on the way. And, you know, I grew up from extreme humble beginnings. And I would always tell my wife, like, I remember nights with no lights. And that's just the driver for me. It's like, look, I, I can't bring kids into this world and I can't provide or I can't put food on the table or keep a roof and, you know, keep the lights on. So I definitely feel that 100 percent. And, you know, I think it's important for people to know that you didn't start off rich. You didn't start off a mogul and an icon. And, you know, you just start off doing these things. It's a process. And some people aren't as patient with the process. So I really think that it's it's great, like I said, to know you guys from Bethune-Cookman, Daytona Beach. Yeah. And to see where you guys are now. 
Um, it's it's truly uh, inspiring story. So I definitely um, love everything you said about that. Side note: I, and, I think um, that should be a great chapter chapter in one of your, in your book, Aubrey. Nights with no lights. That's that's nice. <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, but you never forget those rum- those humble beginnings. Yeah. You know, and you um, this question is for both of you. Um, what are some of your pet peeves? Like, what are some of the things that get under your skin or things that you just can't stand? Um, oof. Hmm, things I can't stand. You know, I, I don't want to say that there's a long list, but I have, <laughs> I have a few <laughs> things on my list. Um, I... One thing that I really, really, really um, require, especially of my employees, is I, I like everybody to be on time. I like to start on time. When I have my meetings, whenever I have someone start that's new and I tell them we do meetings at this time on this date, I'm super lax usually. And, I, you know, it's a fun environment. But when people aren't there, I'm like, why weren't you here? I don't care if it's two, just one or two minutes. So I, I like things to start on time. Um, And one of the reasons why I'm like that is because, you know, you can get back a lot of different things. You can get money back if you lose that. You can get a lot of different things back, but you can't get your time back. So if things are running behind, to me, that's like, okay, now I've wasted X amount of time because this is running behind. So that's one of my pet peeves peeves is definitely um, uh, people not being on time, especially when it comes to meetings. Um, my staff, things like that. Babe, what about you? Um, let me think. It's it's like usually, you know, I don't really talk about what I don't like. <laughs> um, but I mean, okay. One of my pet peeves is being around people that are scared of their own shadow. People that won't take any action. People that want everything but won't move towards what they want. That really does something to me. That really, really irritates me. So, I mean, if anything, that scary people. Do you try to give them advice or do you just let them live in their fear? You know, when I first started, with my journey, tried to help everybody, bro. I, bro, I'm trying to save every damn body. <laughs> now I'm like, listen, bro. I'm gonna let y'all have it straight up. I'm gonna let y'all go and have it. Yeah, yeah you know. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's and tough. That's what it is. It's, yeah, it's tough because um, I like to believe that I can like sense certain things and certain energies, and I always like to be a happy-go-lucky person, kind of carefree. Right. And when you see someone down and out, when you see someone with so much potential, and they're stuck in a rut, and a year goes by, another year goes by, and they're right. still in that same, it's like- I'm like, you still it's, there? It's not your situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You gotta pull yourself it's like, up. It's, it's not your situation, it, it's you. It's you, like, wake up. Um, Cause that's one of the things I look at, like I said, growing up in humble beginnings, you know, I, I've had my fair share of issues, but I've been fortunate enough to change and, you know, have a different lifestyle than some of my relatives and peers. And it's all about the decisions and the mindset that I carry with myself. And you try to share that knowledge or you try to share that insight, but people can't see that. People can't see it, bro. Unless they truly, nah. unless they truly want to see it. And you can't, yeah. you can't make people see it. And we all have 
friends and family like that that are stuck in their own ways and it's it's just one of those things yeah I mean so for me bro I mean I've wasted so much time trying to do that I'm trying to sway people that don't want to be saved so I'm like dude I'm done with it mm-hmm indeed indeed so I'm now on another personal level so the success that you guys have you know your parents of three young men what does date night look for the Perry household like does the 13 year old watch his little brothers do you guys get a sitter you have a relative in town um what does date night look like yes so the 13 year old watches his brothers we um (laughs) (laughs) um we actually so we do more day dates than um date nights and we do that because um you know in the in the daytime our flex our schedules are pretty flexible so we usually will plan a day where his schedule isn't too busy my schedule isn't too busy and we'll just like all day just explore tampa um we've driven to like orlando and just hung out all day and then came home before our two youngest kids get home um so yeah usually our oldest son watches his brothers but you know, for us, we like to travel. So for more than anything yeah. else, you know, a, a good weekend, even if it's a quick weekend travel for Justin and I, that's our thing. But um, yeah, we definitely, you have to always continue to date your spouse. You have to do that, make time for each other. It's important, oh, yeah. indeed, indeed. And what are some of your favorite spots out here in Tampa? Like, where do you guys like to go for brunch or like a midday, you know, quick little snack? Yeah, so, you know, what we, so we are, you know, we're in New Tampa. So we kind of, we stay close by, but there's sometimes we go out like to Ebor and just explore and we'll mm-hmm. just go out, you know, to a restaurant out there. But my favorite, I love breakfast food. So first watch is like okay. <laughs> literally like my favorite place. <laughs> my husband, Justin doesn't like breakfast food as much. So I'll be like, let's go to first watch. And he's like, ah, I don't want first watch. So it's either first watch or um, like an Indian spot. Cause we really love Indian food. Um, there's okay. also a really good spot. It's called Miss Kay's Kitchen. If you all get a Kay's chance, I don't Kitchen, know. The Chicago side, my bad. Yes, I just in. I'm so, so good. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> we went there Yes, so my, that's, our, that's our spot too. We like going out there too. Justin, Justin, is it authentic Chicago food? It is authentic, mild sauce, just the way we like it. Is is it? <laughs> so I, I tried the mild sauce. I wasn't a fan, but oh, I didn't bro, care we can't talk no more, bro. Everything else was good. <laughs> <laughs> JP, one quick question. One quick question. Yeah. Harold's chicken or Uncle Remus? Harold's, bro, all the way. So listen. So okay, thank. You. So. Uncle Ramus is usually on the west side of Chicago. I'm from the south side of Chicago. So we mess with only Harold's. Okay. Only I used to live in Chicago. Okay. I lived there for about a I used to, I lived there for about a year and a half and I had it both and I like Harold's over. Absolutely, one hundred percent I was just a visitor. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what's up, guys. And um um who spoils who the most? Like, are you a surprise and delight type of husband, Justin? Or are you always trying to find little fun things to do, Erica? Like, who is the one that's always having something for someone? Like, a just because gift? Um, oh, you know what? I, I think I might be the one. Um, but Justin does really, really good with his with his gifts and his surprises, too. But I think for me, 
Um, I think maybe just being a woman, I'll just like stop by and get him something that I think that he'll really like just throughout the day on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Um, but he okay. he has good gifts too, but I, I think I'm going to take that one and say, I, I think I spoil him a little bit more. Okay. okay. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and... And you mentioned earlier, Erica, that you guys like to travel. Um, when you travel, is it always like a family trip? Is it just the two of you? And either one, like where do you guys enjoy going the most? Yeah, so we do family trips, spring break and uh, in the summertime. Uh, but then okay. throughout the year, um, Justin and I like to travel by ourselves. Our favorite spot that we've ever been had to have been Italy, right, Rome? Rome was our absolute favorite spot. We even are thinking about getting a place out there. It's just, it's so beautiful. Um, if you ever get a chance to go to Rome, go to Rome. It's beautiful. It smells so good. People are so nice. The food is great. So definitely Rome. Okay. That's you said getting, getting a place out up. there? Yes, yes. So our, our plan is um, when we get the, the youngest out of the house, we think we're gonna probably get a place out there and stay out there probably maybe for like six months out of a year. Okay, nice. Not all the time nice. though, not all the time, but we figure maybe for like that first six months we buy a place and stay out there. It's just so beautiful, we fell in love with it. But that's me talking now. We haven't been um, to any other place that has <laughs> kind of um, made us feel the way Rome has, so yeah. Y'all not gonna shoot for the baby girl? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, nah, bro, we ain't shooting for nothing. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and um this question is for the both of you. Um, what's next for the Paris? Like, what should we be looking forward to? Um, what should we expect from your YouTube? Um, um, what's like some big projects that you guys are currently working on if you don't if you're able to yeah share. so um i just launched my brand new podcast the mind investors podcast and um my 20 year goals is um i'm pretty sure that i'm going to be a billionaire 100 percent. love it and you can write that down <laughs> um but um yeah you know what just 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 growing stretching you know, I'll start new businesses. Um, you know, I'm, we're actually starting a, um, a a health and beauty line. You know, um, so I mean, I'm super, super, super. You know, you know, I'm ready to get that going. So, yeah. What about you, baby? Yeah. What um, type of products for the health and beauty? All natural. Shea butter, castor oil. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about all natural products, bro. You know, listen, I'm telling you, and when the time is right, bro, I'm gonna sing you something. It's gonna change your life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And um for me, you know, the stork bag, we're still working with the stork bag soon. we it'll be we'll we'll probably exit with an IPO and go public with that. Um, and for me, you know, I think I'm probably going to start trying to get into some hosting, um, maybe some TV hosting in the near future. Um, and for me, you know, my goal for this YouTube channel is to get to 1 million uh, subscribers this year. So uh, that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, and then just really continuing what I'm doing. I have Stork Nail Polish that's pretty popular and um, 
I'm gonna really try to get into the the startup scene uh, in Tampa, Tampa Bay. I know they have something called Tampa Bay Wave. I don't know if you all are familiar mm-hmm. with that, um, but it's a, a startup um, incubator kind of that's that's uh, in in Tampa that's really popular, and they've partnered with J.P. Morgan. Uh, Chase Bank. So that's something that I really want to start doing too. Really trying to sew back into uh, the community and, and the community. these, yeah, these aspiring entrepreneurs. That's what's up, guys. Like again, like I was already inspired by just knowing you, but after getting to know you on a personal level, you guys have definitely set the bar really high. Who are some of the people that? you guys look up to like who are some personal mentors or some professional mentors that help you guys shape the desires and put things in motion for you um you know people ask me this question often and they get surprised when i tell them i i really don't have um like a mentor i mean i i kind of take my my uh the information and what i've learned really from life experiences um there was someone that helped me in the in the beginning. Her name is Angela Benton. I don't know if you all ever heard of her, but she's a pretty um, a pretty successful and established uh, businesswoman. Um, but I mean, if, if we're talking dead or alive, uh, Lucille Ball is one of uh, my favorite people. Uh, Madam C.J. Walker, um, you know, Oprah Winfrey because of how she really set up and 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 uh, became this self-made mogul. Uh, for me, I really look at a lot of female entrepreneurs. Um, Ursula Burns is another um, major person that I really look up to. Uh, baby, want to add anybody? Yeah. Um, for me, um, let me think. Uh, Florence Scovel Shin, uh, she's an author from the 1900s. Um, Stuart Wilde. Um, truthfully, I don't really have any in person mentors. You know, I kind of just, just like self started mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. So yeah. That's what's up, guys. And That's we recommended up. literature. Yes, oh, for gosh. sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> the game of life. It. The game of life and how to play it from Florence Scovel Shin. Um. I wish I knew this twenty years ago by Justin Perry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who is Justin Perry? <laughs> so my book, yeah. My books, um, Stuart Wilde. What else? Rhonda Byrne. The Power. The, the Power, The Secret. Um, what else, baby? Oh, gosh, there's, there's a The Power those are really good of Your Subconscious Mind from Joseph Murphy, one of my favorites. Um, Secrets to a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eckert. That's a classic. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of my favorites. Yeah, I was going to say Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What was the first one you said? The Game of Life and How to Play It? Yes. By that's Florence like, Scovel that, that book is a must-have. You got you to check that one out. That book is, is um, probably the spiritual book. Like, this book breaks down universal laws better than any other book. In, in my opinion, yeah. so check it out. And what, um, where can we find your book? You can find my book on Amazon. Amazon. Just type in Justin Perry. Yep. Got it. And it's called I. I wish I knew this twenty years ago. Yes, sir. That's one of them. He has like a. I got four five, of them. Five, five, four. 
and all of them can be found on Amazon. Because I'm definitely yep. I'm writing this down, but my pen ran out of ink, so that's all I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna definitely have to listen back to this episode to take down all these notes. I don't have no pen with me. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's what's up, guys. Keep doing it. I definitely want to be someone that encourages you to and just keep it going. Like, what advice do you give young couples that are, you know, around our age trying to figure it all out? And, you know, it's tough for some people to get started and get going. Um, how did you guys continue to just overcome and keep the vision tight? Well, you know, we had to lean on each other. Um, I think when things start to get tough and challenging, especially when you're in a marriage, I think um, the the first thing that people do is they kind of turn their ba- their backs on each other and they say, well, this isn't my fault and this is your fault and, and things like that. I think um, really leaning on each other and really allowing your spouse to be supportive and not, you know, not saying, no, you don't understand, but really letting them in and you all really trying to be on one accord at all times. And if you don't agree with what your spouse is saying or vice versa, you all try to find a common ground because the most important thing for you all as you're walking this journey, the marriage, parenting, uh, you know, professional success is really going to be about being on the same page. You're gonna have to be on one accord. And that's gonna that really involves, you know, not taking things too serious that involves being as supportive as you can, that involves trying to figure out how you all can stay on the same page when one person might get off, you know? So um, that's 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 my advice. Baby, you wanna add anything? No, you know, um, yeah, I mean, everything Erica just said. Everything <laughs> <laughs> she just said, bro. Smart man. Straight up. <laughs> but yeah, man. Awesome, guys. I awesome. do have one last question. This may be from my perspective or more personal for me. So as Justin had mentioned earlier, kind of taking that leap, I think some people call it the leap of faith or taking the jump or so. Um, I definitely want to do it. And I feel like I've made attempts to do it before. Maybe we all have our own vices on why we haven't. I think my personal vice is family and time. So for an example, one time I said, all right, I'm gonna gonna start putting forward, putting my foot forward with this thing that I'm gonna do. But then I started looking at how much time it took away from my my family because I have a one-year-old daughter and I was like, man, counting these seven hours that I'm putting towards X, Y, Z, that could be used towards being with my family. Those are hours I'm never going to get back. And with you guys, with having three children, I'm pretty sure with everything that you guys have, have your hand in, it may have been difficult. So how's a good way to overcome that or how did you overcome that with your family and taking those leaps and then kind of balancing man time life work family that's a good question bro it is a good that's an excellent question um i'm kind of gonna do a shameless plug here i have a video on mining business my new youtube channel where i talk about this a little bit um and, and get what, some what is that what's about- that what's that it's song? minding minding business is my my youtube channel um I think I it may, it on YouTube. Yeah, minding business. I think that may have been my last video, um, but uh, you know that's that's a tough question and it's it's kind of tough to navigate. But what I would say is go watch my last video on minding business. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but aside from that, uh, I, I would say prioritize. You know, you're gonna 
it's going to be hard. It's not going to, your, your ride is not going to be very easy in the beginning because you're going to have to try to figure out how you can balance all of those different things. But there is a way to do it. And that way involves prioritizing. That way involves learning how to unplug. And when you unplug, you are literally not touching anything. You're going to have to be disciplined enough to be able to do those things. So, um, I would say to anybody that is kind of really on the the border of should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? I would say take that leap. But before you take that leap, make sure you have some type of plan, some type of strategy. And that really needs to involve prioritizing. That needs to involve pulling your spouse in, trying to figure out, you know, if I do this, some of my time might be taken up, you know, from family time, but not for long, just for this, you know, for a short amount of time. And that's, you know, that might be a sacrifice that you have to be willing to take. Yeah, I like that um, unplug. That's probably something I ne- definitely need to incorporate. Unplugging, whether it's from social media, whether it's from mm-hmm. just the phone or just TV, but concentrating yeah. on what I need to concentrate on and unplugging. Right. I, I know I've been a little quiet on this episode, but I've been looking forward to it. Like since since Aubrey brought it up that he was going to bring you guys on, because since I've known Aubrey and Dre, like these, these these brothers have brought nothing but positive people in my life. So I was looking forward to to meeting you on here and, and getting to to find out more about your story. So I was trying to be like a sponge and just listen to as much <laughs> as I could before I jumped in with any questions. Um, but Erica, one I had for you was just to kind of get an idea of of the scale of, of Stork Bag, like how you started out just doing it for your friend and then said, oh, if I get a hundred bags by by this point, like like how how quick was the growth and to, to where are you at now? Like how many staff do you have? How many bags mm-hmm. are you doing per? Um yeah, so uh it was the journey, it was it was definitely a journey. It was not an overnight success. Um and I think that's probably the hardest part for an entrepreneur, especially a product entrepreneur. It's gonna be different from a service-based entrepreneur. Uh, because the monetary investment or the capital, um, the business is not as capital intensive. For a product and a business like the Stork Bag, it's very, very capital intensive, meaning you need money and you need money up front and you need money to keep it going. And so mm-hmm. um, we're in year six now. We had a, we've had a lot of wins. You know, we partnered with Disney who reached out to us. You know, we partnered with 1-800-Flowers. Uh, we literally we have customers all over the world, uh, 27 different countries, um, every U.S. state. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, but it's there, we've had challenges, you know, and and um, I think the misconception with entrepreneurship is people look at it and they say, oh, you have all of these sales and stuff. You must be making, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And so I think. The, you have to understand that as a company gets bigger and it grows, that means that you're putting more money into the company, you know? So mm-hmm. um, we've had we, we've had a lot of success. There's still a lot of growth. Um, we've kind of ventured out and, and try, we're trying to put our name on more of our products because that builds exclusivity, um, that builds more of a unique proposition. But uh, to kind of get back to the other part of your question, on average, we probably produce or sell, uh, ship out maybe about 200, uh, on average, about 250 bags per month. Um, we're shipping them out right from out of um, 
my offices here in New Tampa, but not for long. We're actually going to be moving our um, our fulfillment to a distribution center because it's kind of gotten um, a little too busy for what we were doing. I have uh, four staff right now that just do the shipping and fulfilling. Um, and then I have four corporate type or C-suite type, type staff. Um, we have our social media manager. We have our HR person. We have our partnerships coordinator. Um, I have my assistant, which she's just just amazing. And I don't know how you know I could do all of this stuff without her. Um, and yeah, so uh, w- did you have another part of the question? It was how many bags, and then really just like how the growth was. Yeah, like you you pretty pretty much answered it. And I appreciate you going into as much depth with it as you as you did, and then. I got one for Justin and then one for the both of you. Okay. Um, Justin, with with the with the laws and everything that, that you're practicing, like I, I get the I get the feeling from from what you were saying that it all it all depends on how much the individual is, is willing to put into it. But like, do you find that that these laws like cater to certain personality types, or is it just that people need to develop those characteristics to to put these into motion? I believe people need to develop the characteristics um, because I did, you know, I mean, so these principles were learned for me, you know, but anybody can use them. Anybody can use them and they work all the time, but subconsciously I wasn't ready. So my advice is to to build a new subconscious program for success, okay? And you do that through repetition, knowing what you want. Um, Also affirmations. Also affirmations have a, they are beyond powerful, okay? Um, But yeah, I mean, these are all learned traits, all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then the one, the one that I have for the both of you with you with your three boys, like, do you do you see the entrepreneurial spirit working in in any of them at this age? Like, do you see the, them picking that up from you guys? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, our seven year old talks all the time about he wants to have a vending machine business and all of this. So. Um, yeah, for sure. Our oldest son, actually, he, he works um, for the Stork Bag. So uh, I can't put him on um, the actual books just yet because he's still a little too young. <laughs> but but um, I have him working um, in the office. He builds the boxes and, and prepares different things for my employees when they come in on Mondays. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely see it in them. And but more than that, we see the drive in them. You know, we see them many times, you know, if they want something, they're like, OK, can we can we get a job? Can we do this? And we we even have that we have a rental properties um, and we have the boys go over there and do different stuff like pull weeds um, from out, you know, from the yard and different stuff like that to earn money, too. So. Um, we definitely see it, but more than the entrepreneurial side, we see the drive. We see them wanting to do things. And I think, you know, as a parent, that's really what you want to see, especially a parent of a, of a, of a young man. 
Um, we, you know, you want them to want to work for what they want as opposed to, you know, being entitled and just thinking that they're going to get it just because. For sure. For sure. That's, that's awesome, guys. Did, did Justin say all that when he met you in science class? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move you to Tampa. We're going to have three boys and we're going to own rental but, property. No, you want to know something funny? Studios. Let me tell you something funny, though. Let me tell you something funny. So when we first met, our second conversation, I think it was, he said, um, we're going to have all, or maybe not second conversation, because I don't want to make it seem like he was a creep or something. But <laughs> but he said, <laughs> but one of those conversations, early conversations, we were talking about kids, and he said, we're going to have three boys. And this was before any of our kids were thought of. So that that is one thing. But also, honestly, guys, when we were um, broke, we would sit down and literally visualize the life that we have right now. And Believe it or not, we would visualize the house that we just bought. You know, we would think about exactly how it would look. Some of the things that's in this house, I actually saw when we would sit back, you know, nine years ago, we sit we sit on the floor of our two bedroom apartment that was super tiny. And we would talk about, you know, we have this big house and on a lake and it's in Florida and we have a bath and so many different things. So. Um, and the answer kind of to that question is kind of, yeah, he actually did kind of say this stuff in the beginning. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> that, and, and I'm so glad you mentioned that it was a process. You mentioned that nine years ago, this is where we started. And then if you guys were in the apartment nine years ago, that means you had your 13-year-old son yep. watch you guys go from the apartment to the business, yep. to the house, to Florida. Yep. And again, like, I really believe that you guys inspire everyone to see you guys. And you definitely inspired me. And I'm so thankful that you took the time out of your busy schedules to, you know, sit and have a conversation with us. It means a lot to me. And I love and respect you both. And I look forward to seeing what's next for the Prairies in the future. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you guys are in Florida, number one. You guys are, like, believable, seeable, touchable. And it's like... You're right there. So that's a huge bonus um, for me. So um, thank you guys so much for your time. Well, th um, do you have anything else you want to share or promote? Um, you know, not really. Thank you all for having us. You know, it's, it's Wildcat Pride. So we, we, wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't turn this down for anything. So we appreciate you all. We appreciate you all for having us. And, um, you know, we're here, you know, just text us, give us a call, shoot us an email if there's something that you all need. Um, but being the businesswoman that I am, I just want to plug the stuff just a couple more times. The Stork <laughs> Bag, the best pregnancy gift ever is thestorkbag.com. You can find us on social media at The Stork Bag. You can also subscribe to my new YouTube channel, Minding Business. And if you don't know anyone that's pregnant, you can get her some stork nail polish. It's all organic, no formaldehyde or any of that nasty stuff. That's storknailpolish.com. And I'm gonna hand it over to my husband. Guys, thanks for having us. We appreciate y'all. You're very welcome. And Eric, I'm definitely gonna be hitting you up. Like I mentioned, my wife is pregnant with um, our son and she's due April 17th. So oh, awesome. you'll definitely be. Congratulations. I didn't know it was a boy. I knew she was pregnant. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're very, very excited. And 
You know, it's gonna be Justin. Fun. I'm definitely gonna be hitting you up for the shea butter and all the natural stuff because that's what my <laughs> wife. That's what my wife. Does. Check me out. Check me out. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful night, and you guys have been amazing. Thank you. You all have a great night too. You Bye. too. Go, fellas. I think that was a really good show. Thank you guys Lovely. so much for being available. It, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, it was. I I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. I kind of felt five people on...